Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center. Here we dream revival and serve people with love. Today we have Pastor Sasha ministering from the word of God on how we can become one with God and live in this world and love each other. Do listen to this word to be encouraged. Today I want to talk to you from God's heart to your heart. This is not for a faint heart. So if you are not ready please prepare yourself this word comes from a very deep place of god's heart so i want to i want you to sit with reverence i want you to sit with a heart where you will receive because none of this comes from me or is been fed from anywhere else and i want you to receive it the same way that god is speaking to me not to don't look at anybody else oh god must be saying that to her oh this must be happening to that person no it's for you and me as i stand here i am convicted as much as you will be and i want you to sit with that attitude to receive from the presence of god that as we f- finish this service and as we move out of this place we're not going to be the same we're going to go with a different revelation of god we're going to go with an understanding of who god is and what god wants from us are you ready so can we all turn our bibles to daniel chapter 9 and verse 2 i want you to read this i i will read it for you and i want you to keep it in your mind as we proceed through this word you will get a clear picture of why i brought this scripture first so it says during the first year of his reign i daniel learned from reading the word of the lord as revealed to jeremiah the prophet that jerusalem must lie desolate for 70 years i want you to tell me that what hit you first or what captured your mind in this verse reading the word of the lord very nice daniel read the word of god yes Jeremiah's revelation became a source for Daniel to understand God better. So how many of you know what is the background behind this scripture? So the people of Israel were taken to captive by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Okay? And this was prophesied many years from the time of from Moses, you know. Moses when he was finishing his course and saying goodbye to his people from then he started saying that you are going to disobey it's not even that you know he's uh, saying that you may he says you are going to do this and god will come judge you and this is what is going to happen but so many years happened did anybody pick up this one thing did anyone pick up and it just just happened once after moses there were how many prophets do you know how many prophets are there in the bible we only know the ones who've written the books and a few which are named there were several of them who were in the country of israel preaching time and again about the coming exile they have been preaching and they've been saying repent for you know God is going to bring destruction what you are doing is not right you need to repent you need to change but did anybody 
pay attention. Ultimately, what happened? Did anybody pay attention? No, they didn't. The ultimate result was they went into they went into exile. They were captive. They were uh, in captivity for for seventy years. Yes, for seventy years. But but there was one man. There was one man who caught the small revelation. If you read ahead, uh, let's go to Jeremiah 29 and verse 10. It says, this is what the Lord says, you will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised and I will bring you home again. Let's skip verse 11 because we all know it by heart. Yeah, we all have been... Talking about it for years. Let's go to the next verse. It says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. We have taken Jeremiah 29, 11 out of context for our own good and used it wherever we want. For God knows the plans I have for you. But you don't read the next verse that says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. Okay? And if you see the background of this scripture, this is the letter written by Jeremiah to the exiles. So the captivity has already happened. People have already been taken captive into the uh, land of Babylon. They have already, uh, they're already gone there. So now what is left? God did what, was, what he said. But God makes Jeremiah write a letter to the exiles. And he says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. Who caught that? One man. One man. There was nobody else who understood. The letter was for everyone. It was for the exiles. So when we say exile, no, they gather together, they read. When they have such letters, it re they read. Today we have WhatsApp, Telegram, etc., etc., Instagram, Facebook. You post and it goes viral and people listen it. It was not that back then. It was word of mouth. Or whoever comes in that community and listen. So it's... You, nobody can say that I didn't know that Jeremiah sent a letter and this was written in it. Nobody can give that excuse. Because it says, in those days, when my people pray, I will listen. How many prayed? One man. Only one man caught the revelation. Let me get, take you to a little backside of the story. There was... One Jeremiah. There were many prophets. I don't deny that. There were many prophets who were preaching and saying the same things. And there were many wrong prophets also. Who were saying that nothing's going to happen. There's going to be peace everywhere. No, no king of Babylon is going to come. But there was one Jeremiah who heard God and was bold enough to go and declare and say that people of God, he is coming to punish you. You know, we always keep saying, no, God is a good God. He will never punish you. My dear people, we ourselves bring it on us. We bring it on us. And let me take, I'll come, that, come to that later. But there was one man, Jeremiah, who caught the heart of God, who brought the word from God's heart to his people. How many listened to him? 
there was one man. Now, Bible doesn't say that, you know, Jeremiah and Daniel were friends. No, there's no uh, proof of that. But their timeline did clash. They were in the same timeline. Maybe Jeremiah was quite older when, Je when Daniel, it says that history says that Daniel was taken captive when he was 15 or 16, somewhere in his teenage. So from the time he was born till the time he was captive, he's heard that Jeremiah, a man of God, has been preaching and saying that judgment is going to come, repent. How many of them understood? One man. There was one man in the, in, in the land of Jerusalem who was preaching and there was one man in the exile who understood that God did this because we did something wrong. And he caught the heart of God which says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. You should thank God for people above you who pray. We need to thank God for people above us who have understood and prayed for us and that is why we still stand here. Because just, just imagine, there have, must have been so many instances where you and I have missed the voice of God. Where you, you and I have disobeyed the voice of God. But there was one pastor, there was one sister, there was one brother, there was one man of God who came and he said, but now the responsibility is on us. Are you and I listening? Yeah? I want to take you a little ahead. Let's go to Jeremiah 29 and verse 19. It says, For they refuse to listen to me, though I have spoken to them repeatedly through the prophets I sent. And you who are in exile have not listened either. Do you understand the, the, the pain in the heart of God. Do you get that? Like, He's burdened. You know the reason why God sent prophets? To oversee, yes. Yeah, God, people are not hearing his voice. So there were one or two who would understand God. But what did they do? They killed. They beat them. They ignored them. They abused them. If you read the book of Jeremiah, you can see the amount of trauma that man has gone through. The amount of trauma, physical, mental, emotional. Like he was called the weeping prophet. So sad. Who made him weep? People like us. So, this is one part. Okay? I want to take you to another scenario. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2 and verse 18. Okay. Now we saw one scenario. Let's say that Michael is Old Testament. Okay? Can you all picture him like that? This is the Old Testament people in the exile. And let's say that praise is New Testament. This is us today. So it will be very easy to understand. When I say exile, you look at him. When I say New Testament, you look at praise, okay? You are the center of attraction. So, 1 John chapter 2 and 18 says, Dear children, the last hour is here. 
you have heard that the antichrist is coming and have and already many such antichrist have appeared for this we know that the last hour has come who's writing this the apostle john he's writing this after he was you know in his old age he wrote this letter to his uh, churches and people who followed him now what am i trying to tell you here i am bringing you two scenarios one where we saw that the old testament people were sent prophets but what did they do they didn't pay attention they were least bothered to hear about the word of god they were least bothered what god said they are like nothing's going to happen nothing's going to happen they forgot everything how they came from egypt how god gave them the land of canaan how so many times god made them pass through fire and water and etc etc everything was forgotten even though they had a book which told about all these things did they even pay attention no the same here we come here to new testament what is happening today we've been given the word of god we've been hearing the word of god most of us who've been born in a christian family we've been hearing the word of god from the time we are born you're going to church there are crusades there are meetings that is happening everybody is preaching how many of us have actually taken into consideration what god speaks actually from his word how many of us have have literally understood the heart of god how many of us can say that oh i am the daniel in this generation or how many of us can say oh i am the jeremiah of this generation who hears the voice of god and gives it to his people no sadly we are very few of them i'm thankful for all of you who are here in this church but there are several out there i'm not talking about the non christians i'm even talking about the christian who are lost in the world god did not send the prophets to an unknown land to people who didn't know he sent them to his own people who were rescued by him who were taken care by him who 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 were brought up by him and god gave us this word he came for the entire nation he came for the entire world yes yes he did come he will come again but how many of us are actually following what this word of god says how many of us can literally say when when the bible says pray without ceasing how many of us are actually doing it when the bible says do not worry how many of us can say that oh i don't worry at all i cannot say that we all have fallen short are you understanding how similar it is you know we say that old testament is not for us we are of the new covenant we are doing the same I'm sorry but we're doing the same things that our ancestors have been doing. We are doing the same what they did. We've been rescued from Egypt. How many of you can testify that? 
and I was in Egypt and God came and rescued me. You know, I, I find it very funny when people say, I found Jesus. No, He found you. He found you. You cannot find Him unless He is willing to be found by you. He found each one of us. He came to our Egypt. He rescued us, brought us out of water, fire, hell, and today we stand here. But there are many out there, churches and you know the church I came from before? They didn't, even, they didn't even know there is a Holy Spirit. They didn't even believe there is a Holy Spirit. They denied baptism. They said that these are not things that God wants us to do. How are we so much in blindness? And why? Why are we so blinded? Let's go ahead. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. So this Apostle Paul is writing about the last days. Then, when Jesus had just resurrected and it's just been few years, they've been talking about the last days. Why? Why are they talking about the last days? It's to, for, to prepare us. Because we don't know when Jesus is coming. Do you know? Can you say this day, tomorrow, even if you calculate, maybe God will reveal you. Please, if you come to know, come and tell me also. But you cannot directly say, oh, this is the time that Jesus will come. No, we cannot. But our job is to be ready. Our job is to do the work of God. And he says that they will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious. Highlight that on your Bible. Highlight. Color in three, four, five colors. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Underline, write it somewhere. This is the base for us. Stay away from people like that. Mind drop. That's it. You know, there are some verses, no, you can live your life with it. That's it. You don't need anything else. You can just live your life when God says, do not fear. Actually, that's enough. He doesn't need to say anything. This is one such verse where we have every picture that the Apostle Paul has given. If we try to dig deep, we can go days with this. But what does it say? Let's just, I want you to like go home, read, take down the, some of the verses, just go meditate on some of them. The, the highlight is they will act religious, which is the problem. Jesus didn't give us a religion. This was the problem here. What they did is, they went after 
idols they went after pagan gods they went after religion they thought that this is what we have to do because others are doing it others are making statues others are doing this others are dressing up i have to do this this is looks good this should please god because majority is doing that my friend jesus was always alone with 12 that's it he only had his 12 and what did he do he was always against the majority he didn't come to give religion he came to give a relationship he said i am not coming here so you can look at me and make a statue of me i want to show you a verse that pricked me very hard Ezekiel 14 verse 1 and 3 it says then some of the leaders of Israel visited me and while they were sitting with me son of man these leaders have set up idols in their hearts they have embraced things that will make them fall into sin why should i listen to their request can you feel god's god's pain we say that we don't have any idols we are not of this world but god says that i can see your heart your heart you have set up many idols which i don't want and which you don't need you don't need them all you need is me but what we do we go after things that looks good if you read in one of the prophet the book of prophet it says you went after this country and that country prostituting yourself a very strong word no doesn't sound good when how can god say such things but we do it get used to listening to the heart of god don't get used to listening to feel good sermons the time of feel good sermons is over feel good is only when you are saved because we are sinners and we need to feel good oh i'm i was a sinner oh now jesus loves me i felt good it's not this time to feel good now it's time to get up and understand that god hates what the world does god hates it but god loves one daniel who understood the prophet jeremiah and his words and took it to heart and he said i will pray even if they throw me in the de- lions den i will pray i will look to jerusalem and i will pray solomon king solomon said whoever looks at this temple and prays lord you will listen from heaven one daniel understood that one daniel understood he turned he opened his window he looked at jerusalem and he prayed and that god from heaven listened how many of us are that daniel today how many of us want to be that daniel who can understand who can say that okay this is a simple verse simple verse but how can how much can i understand the heart of god for me for my nation for his people how many of us how many of us want to be that daniel so okay, we can live a good life no no harm live your life good christian life most of us have lived like that 
it's time to make a change now it's time to step up into our calling it's time to take up the mantle and say that i have been sitting enough for long do you know when jesus is coming no but i want to do something i want to do what god wants me to do i want to understand what nobody told daniel nobody told daniel i'll tell you one more scenario when the people were taken captive daniel along with his three friends shadrach meshach and abednego they went and they were taken into the king's court to become one of his wise men the king had a lot of wise men and these people were one of them if you read the book of daniel it says there was no one like him no one do you know how big the country of babylon is and he has so many captives from so many countries but the bible says there's nobody like daniel in wisdom in stature in everything and that daniel understood that he told his guard he said don't give me this food i will not defile myself who told him that did somebody tell you that okay when you go there don't eat from the king's table it will defile you do you see that in the bible it doesn't say anywhere how did he know that if i eat this i'm going to defile myself and how did he know that if i still eat what is not good how many of you like vegetables only how many of you can eat vegetables all your life there one melita is there <laughs> it's it's not easy but he said test me try me and you know what the bible says he looked healthier than all the others those who've been eating chicken mutton and etc etc having wine and juice and all that these guys look much better who told him that nowhere it says jeremiah didn't prophesy all this but there is this heart of god that is revealed to you when you are determined to do the will of god god reveals his heart and god says something which you understand which daniel understood which his friends saw and they said that even if you put me in the fire we don't care my god will save us but even if he doesn't no problem who told them god saves them has god saved anybody from fire till then that's the first instance as far as i remember then i don't know if there's anything happened but as far as i remember this is the only incident where they were thrown in the fire and the son of man son of god came and saved them how do they know that my god can save me from fire this is what happens when we have when we are in minority yet when we we we, we trust the god of heaven and earth there's nobody like him there's nobody like him let's let's go ahead i i want you to just take few seconds and say god will you speak to me today Will you tell me what is your will for me? Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 21 and 22. It says, I hurt. This is Jeremiah saying, I hurt with the hurt of my people. I mourn and I'm overcome with grief. Is there no medicine in Gilead? Is there no physician there? 
why is there no healing for the wounds of my people now this is the same jeremiah crying for his people the same people who threw him in the well the same people who imprisoned him put him in the in the jail the same people who threatened to kill him what do you understand with this and when we do god's will when we understand god's heart it's very difficult for you to hate his people amen that was a good place to say amen when you know the heart of god it's very difficult to hate people because we know we need to know that god loves god is love and god cannot forget about he can or will he he cannot hate his own creation and he will never encourage us to do that he will never encourage us to or he'll never tell you that you need to keep a grudge on that person oh he did that to you you better don't forget it for your life he says you forget it i'll do the i'll do the part of revenge you leave it to me so this man understood god's heart he said i hurt with the hurt of my people like can you imagine the pain he's going through the the amount of evil he's seeing people are eating their own children read the word of god this is what it says they eat their own children they are they are dying they are suffering they are ready to kill steal destroy anything but one man who's been hurt the most who's been ridiculed the most who has been you know made fun of and said you are a false prophet he is going on his knees and praying and said god i am hurt is there no medicine for the for my people how many of us can pray that prayer today can you and i pray that can we say that lord i'm hurt with that person but can you please forgive them and forgive me you know the the bible says do good unto others you will burn coals on their head you will make them think what is that's what jesus did no he said father forgive them amen he said father forgive them for they don't know what they're doing we see the same thing jeremiah doing we see the same thing daniel doing if you read the same cha- book daniel chapter 9 he is to he what he is doing i just took one verse daniel is only praying for his people only praying for his land he sees he is seeing the evil that they are doing he is seeing the things that his people are doing when nebuchadnezzar made the statue the entire country bowed their head and worshiped it only three people didn't but daniel is still praying for them god forgive god please come for our rescue can we also do that can we do that can we say that god this world is corrupt but can you forgive my nation can you come for our rescue can you send revival isn't this the heart of god isn't this what god wants 
God told Moses that, let me destroy them. Leave me alone. I'll make a great nation out of you. What did Moses do? Come on. Mera naam bada hoega. I'll be the father of the coming nation. No. He said, God, remove my name from your book. But don't, don't destroy your people. He said, you can take off my name. That's okay. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. This is the heart of people who understand the heart of God. I want to ask us, including me, are we in sync with God's heart? Are we in sync with God's heart? Do we know what we are doing? When we go to our college, when we go to our work, when we are at home, when we are with our friends, do we know the heart of God? Do we understand what God wants us for us and for his people and for his nation? If God did it for them, God can do it for us also. Do you believe that? If God revealed it to them, God will reveal it to us also. If God has been good to them, God will definitely be good to us. There's no chance. He is a good God. There's no chance. There's no chance that He will not do good. There's, that's not His character. That's not His character. The character of God is to love. But what we do, because Instagram says that I need to do this, so I'm going to follow that. It looks cool. Otherwise, you have FOMO. I recently came to know this word. I didn't know that. You know what is FOMO? Fear of missing out. And I'm like, wow. We have fear of missing out on this world. Nobody is bothered that if we lose eternity, we've gone forever. If we lose this Jesus, we've gone forever. We don't understand, we don't realize that if the, this time is lost from my hands, he is gone. I am gone forever. Fear of missing out forever. FOMO forever it will be. Yes, my dear people. Why is God telling us this today? It's because... One, He loves us. He loves us. I'm come here to tell you, I'm not come here to condemn anyone. This is not a condemning sermon. No. This is a sermon that tells you that Jesus loves you. And that is why He wants you to understand His heart. Let me take you to a verse. Jeremiah 23 and verse 23 and 24. Am I a God who is only close at hand, says the Lord? No, I am far away at the same time. Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and the earth, says the Lord? The God who is far is also close. The God who was far for the people of Israel was close to a Daniel. 
understood and when the angel came he says oh beloved of the lord we are his beloved if you are carrying this book consider yourself beloved i mean it if you are carrying this word of god consider yourself his loved possession because everything we need has been given to us everything everything you will ever need has been given to us everything we you and i can think of has been given to us there's no need of anything else so my dear people what are we looking for in this world where are we going are we following the majority or are we taking the narrow path that jesus took nobody was with him there was one disciple who stayed till the end apostle john there's one disciple and maybe that's why he's called the beloved there's always one god doesn't have too many god has one can you say god make me your one can you say god make me your one make me that one who will hear your heart make me that one who can understand your calling make me that one who can understand and interpret your heart that one lord that one matthew chapter 24 verse 3 and 4 later jesus sat on the mount of olives his disciples came to him privately and said tell us when will all this happen what sign will signal your return and the end of the world Jesus told them don't let anyone lead you astray you know the first instruction when his disciples asked him lord give us a sign of what's going to happen if you read the book of jeremiah and daniel and ezekiel there are many places where the people are asking for signs they are saying what sign can you give us and there were many prophets who came in the name of the lord and prophesied saying there's going to be peace that the king of babylon will come and get destroyed in front of us but god says i have not sent them they are not my prophets god is very bluntly saying they are not my prophets my word is not in them the same way when these disciples came to jesus and he said the first thing he told them is don't let anyone mislead you don't let anyone lead you astray why would jesus say that before telling them that this and this is this is going to happen if you read the f- chapter ahead then he says nation will rise against nation this will happen earthquakes will come and etc etc many will come in my name etc but before saying all of that what does he say 
don't let anyone mislead you which means that there are going to be people who will come and mislead you we read it in first john that says they have already come they have already come they have already gone out of us which means we need to be aware that we are not being led astray you and i need to thank god we are in a right place just 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 clap your hands just thank god just say god thank you for placing me in the right church thank you for placing me in the right leadership thank you for my pastors thank you for the word of god that comes to me every week after week for a pastor who looks after us but it's not wrong that there will come people who will mislead you who will lead you astray and that is what is the joy of the enemy that is the joy of the enemy what did he do in the garden of eden what did he do he led them away from god yes no yes he led them away from god that's what he's doing even today if you think that it's an old testament it does not matter to us we've been saved we've been set free no the devil is still the same his mission is only one his mission is only one to destroy mankind and to take the place of god his mission has not changed no if you think it's old these things are very old they don't happen i've heard a few people say that you know bible is for old people because it's been written thousands of years ago we are a new generation let me tell you the devil is as real as he was on day 1 and his mission has not changed and if he is ever after separating us from god then we need to be ever after running after the heart of god if he doesn't stop you and i don't have the right to stop if he didn't stop from killing the son of god you don't have you and i don't have the right to lift up the son of god we have to there's no question of i don't want to nobody asked you i'm very sorry to say nobody asked you it is our responsibility we were made we were made in the image of god to do what hello we were made in the image of god to go back to god to give back to god we were not made so you can you and i can have the luxurious life and say ah oh, i can do what i want no it's a lie you cannot do what you want the world is lying to you it's lying to you if somebody says that you can follow your heart rubbish don't follow your heart follow jesus this is what you need to follow what i need to follow what we need to follow don't follow your heart no our heart is not evil 
but our heart gets carried away i'm not saying it's evil it's created by god no our mind our heart our hands everything has been created by god it can't be bad no i'm not saying you know there are few people who say that the flesh is bad your flesh is evil your heart is evil in some movies you see this this heart is going to lead you astray nonsense i am not saying your heart and your flesh is bad i am saying we are not capable enough we are not capable enough to do this on our own just because we ate the fruit doesn't mean we are capable enough to live our life on our own it's a lie we cannot we need this holy spirit of god with us evermore your life and my life is not your own if you are thinking this sounds very nice wow i can follow oh there's freedom in jesus i can do what i want no that's the biggest lie you can hear you cannot we and you and i don't have the understanding of doing what we want to do we will end up somewhere wrong we need this holy spirit we need this jesus to help us go back to him you know in the garden of eden god came every day walked with them what was he doing what was he doing he was telling them things he was making them having communion communion with him you know what happens when we have communion with him we become like him you know what happened when eve stepped away we fell this is why this is why i'm saying you don't need to hear what the world is saying let me give you a verse john chapter 17 verse 14 and 16 says Jesus is saying this I have given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world this is talking about us what is Jesus saying we don't belong to the world then why are we here chuma kept us no take us back with him i actually said that when i got saved i said now i got saved no now i know you you rather take me i don't want to live here i actually said that and i kept saying that for at least a few months i kept crying and i saying lord i don't want to live here because you are so amazing let me come with you and i didn't want to live and god had to teach me that if i take everybody one by one who will tell the others how will the world know that there's jesus you knew you came with me what about the others who who will testify who will testify about the goodness of god and and jesus says just as i do not belong to the world i am not asking you to take them out of the world there answer is right there 
I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. One more verse I'll give you. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 14. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. I'll give you another verse. James chapter 4 and verse 4. You adulterers. Sorry, I'm not saying this. James is saying it. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. Again, underline. Color. Do Make notes, write, keep. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. I'm not saying this. None of what I said is my words. I have just given you scriptures and I have just elaborated some things too. This is not my heart. This is the heart of God. God is saying that don't you realize that friendship with the world is becoming enemies with God. How many of us has that ability to make enemies with God? No, none of us can. We know what the, what's the condition of the devil today. <laughs> he tried to. None of us want that. And, and the problem is, we've taken everything very lightly. We've taken everything very lightly. <coughs> we think that, you know, it's become a, how many of you understand Hindi? In Hindi, they say chalta. You know what's chalta? Chalta means it's okay. Yeah. Nothing happens. For everything, um, if you go to um, if you go to Mumbai and if nothing works out, chalta hai, do anything. You don't have a train ticket, chalta hai, chal chal, we'll somehow manage something. So we Christians have become have come to a place of chalta hai attitude. It's okay. It's okay pacified like that. It's okay, it's okay. No problem. It's okay. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. But it's not okay. Jesus loves you? Yes, he does. Do I doubt that? No. But is it okay? No. It's not okay. In a Christian lifestyle, chalta hai doesn't work. I want you to come back to this scenario. Do you remember? Who's this? This is New Testament. In the Old Testament, they lived in an enemy's land. Yes? They lived in an they lived in an enemy's land. They were that country was not theirs. The king was not their own. They did not they couldn't say that anything is mine. Did they have their own country? Yes, they did have their own country. But because of their mistakes the things that they did to hurt God, God had to send them to an enemy's land. And how many years they lived? 70 years they lived in an exile. Let's come to the New Testament. Where are we living today? We are living in an enemy's land. Is this your land? No, we just, we just read, no? For this world is not our permanent home. So is this our land? There's a place where Jesus says that the ruler of this world is coming. Who's the ruler of this world? But he has no part in me. Who's the ruler of this world? The Satan is. 
So does this world belong to us? No. Just like they lived in an exiled land and God had to bring them again into the promised land, into new Jerusalem. We are here in the land of the enemy. Why? What did God do there? God showed King Nebuchadnezzar. See, our King Nebuchadnezzar is here. God showed our King Nebuchadnezzar that there is nobody like me. You may be the king, but I am above you. You threw my servants in the fire, I am above them. You tried to captivate my people, I am above them, I am going to take them back. Did King Nebuchadnezzar have any authority over them? They were just there because God sent them. So if King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to destroy them, he didn't have a say. God was in control. How many of you can say yes to that? Fast forward, New Testament, today's world. Who's the, who's the Nebuchadnezzar here? The devil. He thinks he has the authority. No, we have. Why? Why? Because Jesus has overcome the world. Are we of this world? No. We are just passing by. But in this passing by, just like Daniel did things that God wanted them to do, we are called to do the same here. How many of us want to be in that? And how many of us just want to be among those people that oh, we came, we lived, we went? There were, many, there were many Israelites like that. They came, they got captured, they lived there, they made houses, families, and they went back. When God took them, they went. But they were chosen ones, like Ezra, who got up, who understood, I need to go back. I need to make the... Uh, there was one Nehemiah who said, I need to build the wall of my country. One. Always a one. And then God gives you a few. Can we be that one? Just one. I'm not talking about just individual. I'm talking about this entire church. We are one, no? I expected a louder amen. amen. Aren't we one? Amen. We are a one. We are one body of Christ. You are not different from me. I am not different from you. The head cannot say to the hand that I don't need you. I cannot say to you that I don't need you or you are superior or this one is superior. No, we are one. And as one body of Christ, that's enough. It's one body of Christ. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to, although we are in this enemy's land, although we have been here, are we ready to stand out and tell the devil, no, authority is mine. There was this Daniel who gave, who told Nebuchadnezzar what's going to happen to him. Who has the final say? Jehovah has the final say. And because he has the final say, you and I can have the final say. We can stand in his name. We can stand in that authority. It's our time today to tell the world we are not we are here in you but we are not of you my young people it's for you and I 
to understand that no matter what how beautiful the world looks how nice it can portray itself it's deceiving it is deceiving it is fleeting away the only thing that remains is and forever will be jesus that's the only thing that remains and that's the only thing that we need to stand if somebody comes and tells you tomorrow that jesus is old no problem because he is the same yesterday today and forever if he is old and then he could raise from the dead then even today he can that's our god that's the god we serve that's the god who who helped jeremiah daniel and that's the god we have today i want to ask you how many of us want to be that one in our generation how many of us are ready when god says i am talking are you listening i am talking i want to give you my heart are you listening is anybody's ears open psalms in psalms one of chapters it says god keeps looking to and fro can god look at us and say that that one that one yeah pick that up i want to go and give that one my word can god say that the angel fought michael the angel fought and came to daniel to give god's word to him nothing stopped him even though he was stopped so many times he still came can god pick us up like that and fight the principalities and say i want to go to that person that one that church this church i want to pick this one that's our calling that's our life if you think this is too much then take your time digest but this has been god's heart forever from the day god made adam till the day we go and meet again till the day our new jerusalem we have been set free from our captives and when we go back to our own home our own land till that day can you and i depend on the voice of god on his word and say god i can't do this on my own i need you i need you to speak to me i need you i need to know your heart i need to know your heart lord i need to hear your heart i need to know what you're doing god won't you reveal yourself to me won't you reveal yourself to me lord your heart is my desire your will is my desire thank you for tuning in for today's sermon we hope this word has been a blessing to you do visit us at dreamingrevival.com for more information you're welcome to tune in every sunday for a live celebration service at 11 a.m. on our channel youtube.com/pastorpriji god bless you and have a blessed week